0: The drum line reverberating off Dem Hall. MSU shadows floating over from I.M. West. Walk signed across following your every step. The sounds of fall mean one thing. Football is back. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the guy who puts the D in the D line, Kevin Greck, and our most special special teams guy, Alex Plum. Gentlemen, it's here. How are we doing? It's here! Is Ah! that we? (laughs) Is that we? Wait, real quick. We don't have this on the outline. Is this season five? Oh,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, I,
0: is it really? this week?
1: Is this the end is, of season four? Next week is the beginning of season five. This
0: would be 452. I think, I think at 452, that's. Wow. That we come in five. with a
1: really good introduction, get everyone hyped up. And then we're like, hey, how do we follow that? We talk about when the season, the podcast seasons begin and end. Yeah. And everyone goes, leave, <laughs> leave, <be out.">
0: unsubscribe. <laughs> This counts. This is season five. We're counting it as season five. Uh, Well, it's good to see you. Have you recovered
3: uh, both from your moral bankruptcy and the bachelor party? Not one of the Degeneracy. They were the same thing. Uh, Glad to be back. Glad to be back on the couch. I said that you handled that nicely with my replacement last week. Mm -hmm. He did an adequate job as a listener guest, but there can only be one. And he's (laughs) back. uh thank you everyone for listening if we could ask a small
0: favor please share the pod with Spartans in your life rate review and subscribe wherever you get podcasts and of course follow us on the old twitter machine at Spartan pod actually relatedly I don't know if it's uh because we had a Michigan guy on but uh some people seem to have been hate rating us lately uh so if you've not had the opportunity to add a five star for us we would really appreciate it I think also someone said they liked listening. We need more NIL
1: for that, Michael. That's why we we can't have any five stars because we don't have enough NIL.
0: We did get a written review that was uh, enjoyed listening to the couch segment because it helped put them to sleep. So Uh
3: thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Five stars.
1: I think that's Jer Bear (laughs) taking his revenge. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I listened last week and I thought, ooh, poor Jeremy. Uh, all we'll right, uh, gentlemen. We got
0: a, a bit of a packed show here. Who he wants to give a rundown for listeners of what we're covering and what a in-season outline looks like?
1: All right, so we kick it off with the Green Wall, where football especially leads. Uh, we'll kind of put a button on talking about the team for the year: offense, defense, special teams. As Plum uh, is is Plum is is our guy on that. Um, talk about uh, a little interview. That Mel Tucker did with the Lansing State Journal columnist who was on last week. Wish we had this to talk to him about. Would have been a more interesting show. Probably no one would have fallen asleep. Then we go off Grand River, talk about things happening in the wider world of sports, preview the game against CMU up on the Battle of 127. And then, as always, take your Twitter questions.
0: All right. So, uh, to, to jump in, we, I I thought, you know, we've, we've done two shows now where we've previewed the team and done some in-depth, uh, commentary, but it might be nice for listeners to do a quick rundown of sort of the people, the names you may want to know going into the year for those who, who haven't been paying attention to the moves in the off season. Um, we'll do the offense and the, and the defense here. Uh, and then. Special teams. The only name you need to know is Hank Pepper, long snapper. Uh, (laughs) Everything else, we'll see what happens.
1: Good God. What a football
0: name. Elite name. Really? Uh, So uh, let's start with the offense. Plum, uh, we had Graham on. You told me, you promised me that you listened. I did. What can we expect at quarterback?
3: Uh, I liked, I thought Graham did a very good job of saying, Mm -hmm. uh, echoing the party line first. And leaving just a little bit of uh space for uh for 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 young Sam, Lil Sam as the team is affectionately calling him. I don't know if that's true. um it's gonna be Noah. It will be Noah for Prez. It was predicted on the uh, uh stately walls of the tin can uh, seasons ago, we could say. yep uh, and so it's Noah it's Noah's job but i am I am optimistic and hopeful that Graham is right and that there will be reps for uh for Katenhauser consistently uh in the early part of the season until one of them gets his sea legs and we are performing at the highest level
0: uh talk to me about yes uh i mean i think couch said if he didn't say it for us he said it recently that um you hope that this is wrapped up at the washington game that Uh first two games we see what happens where who does well grade it all on film and then then you got to pick a starter um, yeah. Greg, talk to me about running back. So the word
1: on the street is that, uh, that our guy, Nathan Carter is turning heads right now and is the presumed starter. Nathan Carter, of course, the UConn transfer, uh, Richard sophomore. I want to say, uh, transfer yeah. in, um, so expect him to get the starter share. But then of course, you know, the guys behind him, you know, Jalen Berger, he's, he's going to get his carries as well. Um, and then, you know, maybe, uh, Jaron Mangum, maybe, uh, you know, a prim, maybe a Simmons. We'll see who takes the snaps after that. But, uh, the word on the street is Nathan Carter is your guy for 2023.
0: One uh, quick note for listeners, the thing about Jaron Mangum to keep in mind is that MSU hasn't had a running back like that under Mel Tucker yet, which is to say, uh, uh, who was it that, it, like a sort of a J.U. uh for mm. for our older listeners, a big bodied back who, uh, who can be a bit of a bruiser in short yardage situations. Um, notably, we had a very difficult time with short yardage s- situations last year, so... Manga may be a very important back for yeah. this team.
1: The measurables there, I believe, are 6'3-230. Uh, Not very in the bad. very in the news right now. So uh stout and uh athletic. You know, that's what you get from those numbers. Uh
0: so uh the good news is um on the offensive line that there's a lot of guys who are pushing for playing time and they all seem to be relatively speaking healthy. Uh, so left to right um, it is uh, Brandon Baldwin, JD Duplaine, Nick Samak, if healthy, Gino Vandemark and Spencer Brown are your likely uh, starters. Uh, Baldwin and Brown are also getting, it sounds like meaningfully pushed. And then I want to give a shout out to Matt Sheehan, who had someone from pro football focus on a show recently, who said that Gino Vandemark in his snaps played last year, Graded out as one of the like top three linemen in the country uh, in mm. the in the run that he got. So, you know, uh, there it's pro football focus is fun to use yep. when it favors you.
1: Yeah, I was going to say this comes with the pro football focus uh, asterisk <laughs> that you must but, always keep in mind.
0: <laughs> but I mean, they it, you know maybe maybe you say all right, like top three, that's crazy fine but was good uh either way in the time he got to play and and i think he was one of like two four-star recruits that Mel tucker had in that like can't get you on campus class um yeah. so right. uh big big pickup and hopefully has a real great career here uh plum tight end there's like 80 of them but least drama right for
2: who's to uh, be
3: playing Or most drama? Who's to say, really? I mean, I think uh, Malik Carr is everyone's favorite. He's a guy. He's a dude. He's the only name everyone knows. He's the only name everyone can trust. He's the only guy that we have at the position. And it seems like he's ready to accept that for himself. Um, So is this the year that he is the tight end we need him to be? Please, God, are you there? It's me. Are you listening? Margaret.
1: Uh,
0: uh, you,
3: finally, w- watching.
0: Oh, yeah, go ahead. It, go ahead. Wide receiver.
1: Fine. Where, uh, you know, people are talking about Montori Foster. People are talking about Trey Mosley. Christian Fitzpatrick. But what about an Antonio Gates Jr.? Uh-huh. Mm, I'm putting in a word. I'm putting in a word with the Lord. Okay. Uh, Bring it. Gates Jr. So as he has forsaken you, Plum, <laughs> he is in favor of Antonio Gates Jr. That's what I think.
0: All right. Uh, uh, and then real quick, we'll go through the defense. I know we did a, a, a longer preview uh, when we had uh, Dick Stoskis on, uh, but uh, at, de- at defensive end, uh, there's a lot of guys who likely can be playing. Um, but the three that I, I think you should keep your eye on uh, are Zion Young, who got a lot of reps last year as, a, I think, a true freshman or a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Bogle, um, who was good, fine, okay, a decent run stopper. Um, and then the Texas A&M uh, redshirt sophomore, I think, uh, Tumisi Adelaie. Um, uh Who... They look like they're going to be moving all over the field, but will primarily be a defensive end. Uh, yeah. Plum, what do we got going tell- on a defensive
3: tackle?
1: Yeah, tell us about the tackles, Plum. Tell
3: two us about the tackles. tackles. Two tackles, boys. There's the little-known Derek Harmon, but there's the big-known Simeon Barrow. And God bless America, because this team rises and falls on the strength of Simeon Barrow having an absolute breakout NFL season for the Michigan State Spartans this fall, 2023. Don't forget Jalen Michigan. Sammy as
0: well. The, uh, the Colorado transfer, who's like 330 pounds. Oh and yes, six, six, that's
3: right. Yeah. Uh,
0: should be able to block up some holes. Uh, uh, Greg, the linebacker core, what do we got going on?
1: Uh, do you, you guys ever, uh, have you ever got, uh, seen that, that guy walked out of a time portal, uh, Cal Halliday they call him the man the man doesn't wear gloves no gloves no towel all sea ball, get ball just pain and suffering S- for ball, everyone that may get in his way uh so you got your cal holidays you got your brules you got your hulls and then i'm gonna switch up Bronx from pronunciation from talking to graham last week you have got mr Windmon as well uh so Gotta be happy with what we're seeing out of the linebacking core. Um, you know, it was the strength of the defense at times during the Antonio years, and I think we can return to those glory Halcyon mm-hmm. days.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. I like I'm to add it. a
1: lot of flourish for Cal. I think Halliday. that's
3: right. I think that's right. Jonesy, tell us about
0: the Nickels. I don't want to. Uh, it's the good news is we bring everybody back. The bad news is we bring everybody back. The old Judd line. Uh, so, Angelo Gross, uh, it, it probably going to be your primary nickel. Uh, hopefully with a better front seven, six, whatever. is Doesn't have to quite do so much. Because um, I don't know if he's got the profile for it. Chester Kimbrough also showed at times that he could be uh, serviceable, but is a little is a little injury prone. Uh speaking of injury prone, a, a Day Willie got a lot of buzz uh last year, got some run last year but got hurt. Um and then not technically listed as a nickel but probably should be playing there is Dylan Tatum, who's currently slated slated at cornerback. Uh though if the cornerbacks are good enough, I would suspect that Dylan Tatum slides over because I think Tatum's playing cornerback because you want to put your best guys on the field. Um, so yikes. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, uh, who's up next plum?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, John Smith and mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Charles Brantley. <laughs> uh, it's only Charles Brantley. Uh, this is a position I think we have some concerns about. Um, not because Charles Brantley isn't a dude and a guy, but because we have no depth here whatsoever. And so if anything befalls, uh, Mr. Brantley, we are in, uh, we're in trouble in the cornerback.
0: True. Yeah. Who am I forgetting? Uh, uh, we already talked about Dylan. Uh, the, there's an Iowa transfer, Terry Roberts, uh, that folks, uh, that played some at Iowa, but then transferred to Miami and then didn't make it out of spring and transferred Miami to Michigan state. Uh and then Caleb Coley, who was a freshman last year who got a lot of buzz but was hurt. Uh so might also a lot of unprovenness, a lot of young guys. Not great. Mm. Um, and <laughs> real no-depth, Greg, safety.
1: Yeah, rough here. Jade Mangum, Malik Spencer, Amarian Smith, the Cincy Transfer. Uh pray that these gentlemen are up to the challenge, because it's
0: <laughs> the good news That's is the sounds of tumbleweeds. Folks, yeah, is that the talent level has increased.
1: Yeah, we're raising the floor, it's, it's just floor. not
0: experienced. So, what, mm-hmm. what good looks like, you should keep in mind throughout the entirety of the year of like that. They, they hopefully have the tools, they're, they're the right horses to be in the race, they just may be learning how to race. So, did I get my analogy right? Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's make this a bit more of a game then. Uh, I, we're going into the week. I'm super curious. Uh, what, what gives you all hope? What has you worried on, on each side of the ball? So does anyone want to sort of kick us off here?
1: Uh, for hope, we've already experienced, it sounds like, some injury, but s- recoverable. Amounts of injury. Mm, mm -hmm. The season's not over yet in the way that it was in like week two last year. So uh, it gives me hope that we might actually see a Michigan State football team. Um, And as long as I'm here, Nathan Carter kind of hopefully actually truly emerging from the rest of the running backs also gives me some hope as well.
3: I'll take that. I'll say that for me, it's the quarterbacks, uh, not a position group I'm worried about. I think Noah Kim has got a deep, deep hunger in his belly. He is going to give us more than any quarterback has this century. (laughs) Yeah, I said it. Noah Kim. He's the fucking guy. Uh, and I think it's going to make Caden Hauser just (laughs) apoplectic and, uh, That's going to be great for us, too, because Caton's going to work his sweet little ass off uh, just as hard. So two excellent guys on that side of the ball. And I think that uh, Peyton Thorne is just going to look like a shriveled. Bad guy.
1: Not the direction I thought you were going there. Um, I
3: didn't either. I decided at the last minute not to do
1: it. We're like, nope, yank the cord, get out, bail, (laughs) bail, eject, eject. Jonesy, what gives you pause on offense? On offense? Uh,
0: I We don't have a, you know, as much as I want to believe that we'll have a, a good um, quarterback, uh, paired that with that question mark is a whole bunch of question marks at wide receiver. Uh, yeah, one them. tight end that, that maybe maybe will block well enough that he can be in there on passing and non-passing downs. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, uh, you want to see Nathan Carter separate, but like if these young quarterbacks or inexperienced quarterbacks are going to be good, they need to have a run game. So, um, I, there's, it's, it's the unknown. Um, but I, I would also say that Nate Carter does give me some optimism. So yeah, um,
1: let's do this for the defense too. Plum. What gives you hope for the MSU football defense?
3: Uh, Zion young, <laughs> probably Cal Halliday. I mean, there's Chuck, I mean, there's a few guys at key positions that are tenured that again, to your earlier point, Greg, around the health. If, if healthy, there's something there. Um, I thought this was really a wise comment from one of you last week. Uh, when you noted uh, on sort of the health, uh, talking about fitness and whether the fitness and tempo and stuff were on the coaching. And it's sort of like, well, no one expected these guys to play every single fucking snap of the game, right. uh, which they effectively did because our offense led by the uh, desultory Peyton Thorne, him of uh, poor favor. Um, I think there's, I think there's something to be optimistic about here. Uh, healthy guys, optimistic on the front line, which means defense has some chances to break. And these guys have a chance to really show us what they can do. I think they did, uh, Yeoman's job last year, given what they were up against. And this is the year for us to finally pay them back with more than every other play being a three. Now Jonesy, you're
1: a, a pessimist. So let's stay with the ener- the negative energy over
0: <laughs> with you.
1: Um, what gives you pause with the defense?
0: Uh, so I'm going to let's assume everyone stays healthy for the sake of argument because we've already covered the depth concerns i do worry that even if things are like my optimism is is the front seven but the on the back end uh that we have relatively speaking youth back there and shitty or not great nickelbacks uh so a there's one corner who's going to get picked on and then B, you've got some young guys who are going to mess up. And I I worry a little bit that maybe things are actually coming together for the defense and we, that to an untrained eye, the 75,000 in Spartan stadium, it may right. not look like that. And then the noise starts to infiltrate the locker room. Like mm. that. And, and then you've got this young core that maybe gets a little bit rattled uh, in the season. And so um, mm. that would be honestly, my worry is that it, you know, everyone comes with their pitchforks and, and maybe it's reasonable, but it might sure. not be this time around. Because the Penix is coming to town Yeah. year. Um,
1: My concern is last year we knew, what were the numbers? MSU was 120th in pass some, defense. Yeah, was 120 bad. 120 teams, something like yep. that. Yep. My concern <laughs> is that they're going to add some JV teams, some high school teams, some, you know, uh, they'll teach someone play football for the first time and msu can move from 120th to like 150th worst uh passing defense in in college sports uh that's that's my concern with the team for this year um they just can't get any worse (laughs) (laughs) so i'm part of that noise already soaking in already licking my chops for it apparently do you guys want to talk to so, uh, special teams?
0: Uh, I think. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, OK, yes. I was going to say the same thing. Some that gives of us me hope do. Same, same thing. It gives me worry. Uh, actually, yeah. here's my worry. Bryce Behringer is not here. And Bryce Behringer for sure,
3: won us some games last year. Yes, the punting god, uh, Bryce Behringer. However, this year, the thing that gives me hope in special teams is the term redshirt, particularly the term redshirt senior. We have two transfer portals. Uh, portal transfers, I guess, is what I was going for there. Uh, one from Ohio State. Uh, the, my, uh, por- I don't. F- shut up. Everyone shut up. Michael O'Shaughnessy, <laughs> straight from Dublin, Ohio. Right, in Limerick. Anyway, Michael O'Shaughnessy, uh, punter, played uh, a little bit, fair bit, had a, had a fair number of games at Ohio State. Um, I think he's going to be our starting punter. Uh, had a nice 41-yard punt for a touch. Oh, no, I only played once. <laughs> only in his only action of the season last year against Rutgers. So we'll see how well he does uh, for us. God knows the position group is not very deep. Uh, The only competition he has is a redshirt freshman from Florida, Ryan Eckley. Uh, Neither really, I guess he has much to prove. What I will say is at least Ryan Eckley has a better upside in that. uh, If he can live into Behringer's big rec specs, then we've got a nice four years with that kid. Uh, So I don't know where that will add. Uh, But I, the only concern that I have is that Steven Rusnak hasn't been hit by a school bus yet. If he sees any action this season, we're completely fucked from the place kicking side. So here I'm giving all of my hope, dreams, and confidence to Jonathan Kim, the red shirt, senior transfer from North Carolina. Come on, Tar Heels. Uh, four games last season. Uh, played all, all 13 games in his 2021 season. So um, good confidence out of this kid and looking to see him start and not miss a single fucking field goal. Please, God, please. Do you want to know a fun stat? I don't. Nope, I don't. No one does, in fact. Please. I,
0: believe, I believe both Kim and Rusnak have attempted two field goals apiece in their career, uh, and neither have made one.
3: Okay, that is really good, everybody. Really good. So anyway, no worries. Just all upside on the special teams. It certainly won't cost us again like it did against Indiana.
1: <laughs> Hank Pepper will just do the whole thing. Not to yeah. worry. Also, Ryan Eckley
3: is the the punter, right? Yeah, punter. Yeah. But he is the punter, right?
1: He's going to be the guy. Oh, yeah, he's
3: got to be. No, no, it it does.
0: have. I think he has like eight stars or something. He was an eight star punter. So God
3: help us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Before we I I want to talk about the Tucker interview with Graham Couch. uh, But before we do, I don't know that we ever we talked that alcohol was going to be served in the stadiums um mm. and i think there's a lot of conversation about is this a good idea from a public health standpoint drinking blah 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 i don't care about that um sure. i do actually care about what the experience becomes like in the stadiums sure. Uh, yep. does this make it more fam- family friendly less family friendly uh is this a uh like does this sort of pro- is this another iteration in just professionalizing um, the you know building similarities between pro sports and and collegiate sports like do you guys have thoughts on this Greco you go to a lot of games I'm super curious if you happen to have some thoughts uh, here
1: so I've got to be honest I understand that basically the conventional wisdom is that there will be less drinking before the game because people think they won't need to do it that's never been how my brain has operated in these uh,
0: situations I'm slamming as many beers either way Yeah, I don't want to pay for them. We went to Rutgers. Did we
1: drink less? Did we drink less? No, (laughs) uh, no, we didn't. Um, so uh, honestly, I think it can only increase the overall level of intoxication. That's just that has just been my experience, and I can only n equals one on that, or three maybe in this case, three for three. Um, that said, uh, I've been to a few. College football games now with beers. And one of the things that I think Graham said last week is true if it's difficult to go get them, and it does tend to be, there's really only so much more than it can do for you. Like yeah. at the Washington game last year, I basically gave up half of the second quarter or maybe more than that to go get the beers. And I found that to not be worth it. And that was my one trip to the beer, uh, to the concessions line. But, yep. um, I, I, I don't know, guys, I, I really they, don't know that I buy this argument that there's going to be less intoxication overall as a result of this.
0: So, uh, Jim Camperoni, I was reading something he wrote, uh, that I, I thought was kind of an interesting point. It, it, this was more centered around basketball in particular, but it may be true in football and basketball, which is sort of the idea that when you got the beer with you, right? Like, does that turn you into more of a sitting sort of "I'm watching the game" kind of person? Um, the Breslin in particular, I think this matters in that, like, it's a rowdy environment, uh, and so. Well, is I don't know. any, as any Izo
1: member will tell you, the Green Cedars are going to sit one way or another. That's right. So, yeah. Um, I actually. Disagree with comp. Maybe that happens when you hit a certain age, but I think for most people, it'll it'll get you more engaged on a Thursday
0: Mm -hmm. evening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it's your first one or your second one. Yep. That's Tuesday evening. Yeah. yeah, uh, But uh, I think I saw Purdue pulled in, I think, 17 million in alcohol revenue as a comparison point. Yeah, I mean, there's a cost uh, in
1: serving this. It's not just like it doesn't fall directly to the bottom. So,
0: yeah, uh, and and I believe uh, it's not clear what the percentage split between athletics and wherever else that money would go um, mm. will be, but it's still a revenue generator. Um, all right, should we talk about this Tucker interview? Um, and
1: as as Tucker is about to point out to us, as we discuss, there's we need as much money as we can get
0: need that money so uh our friend Graham couch got to sit down with mel tucker as he talked about last week uh we for some reason didn't ask him about nil when he was here and then graham went and wrote the entirety of his conversation about nil so um tucker had a handful of quotes here that some are like i mean some i'm willing to extend some empathy to and then others are kind of head scratchers. Um, so, Greg, do you, is there anything you in particular want to dive into?
1: Well, I, I
0: think...
2: Or do you want to go quote
0: by quote?
1: Well, let's, let's, let's hold NIL for a moment. Let's talk about the other stuff. Um, he talked about being a... Well, it, it all kind of ties into NIL. So let's just do that. Yeah. Let's just do yeah. that. do that hockey um let's do that hockey basically what he said was we don't have the nil resources to compete and this runs contrary to what we've been kind of told by folks quote unquote in the know um but it i mean who's more in the know than mel tucker uh basically he said that there was a lost recruiting class as a result of all of this um i don't fully understand how that works and he basically said i've been the implication
0: there was that there in the context of that quote just so people have it that there wasn't a collective at michigan state um but that doesn't really track at the same time because last year which he says they were in the nil game they still didn't have a collective so and now there
1: is multiple collectives in fact there were then too they just weren't as well known we hadn't kind of coalesced behind one um but basically he he listed off a bunch of players that are high-ranking players and said those guys were tough to get there's also the context of all of this coming right before david stone uh who listeners of the podcast will know that was was if you're not keeping up, a uh, highly touted recruit for the defensive line. He has gone to Oklahoma. Um, So uh, this is probably all very top of mind for him while having this conversation. He probably knew that that was going to happen. But basically, he says, I've been to a bunch of high, like really significant branded uh, places. I know the types of guys they bring in. I don't have the resources to bring in those guys. And then Graham asked the question of like, well, what kind of resources would you need? And after having already said other members of the conference are spending 12, 13 million a year on NIL, he basically says, and you know what I should say, I should just quote him directly on this to be fair. When asked what MSU needs in order to compete, quote, I don't know what that number is. I just know. It just boggles my mind how there can be an expectation to compete at the highest level and not be at the highest level in other areas. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. I Not a good look. Yeah, I don't sympathize with Mel Tucker on this.
3: Not a good fucking look, Mel. Now, I do want to say this because I... Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Mel could throw a number out. It could be like a the sound of a steaming iron while you're doing your ironing
3: i don 't know who you're talking about there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but plum you
3: you had something you wanted to say sure, surely i did i i i don't know. I feel like Graham carried some water here uh for mel on this i don't there's This was not a fair amount of pushback uh, you can't. <laughs> At a certain point, there has to be some responsibility that's taken here. Or and I, at-
1: in fairness to Graham, sorry to interrupt you, Plum. No. Is he allowing Tucker to hoist himself from his own batard by just publishing these these quotes? Because I think any reader can look at this and just be like, "Yeah, bro." It's tough for you right now. This yeah. Is, is that
3: it. hard with your nine and a half million dollars? Is that? oh? Yeah. Would it be better if
0: maybe some of that donor money wasn't going to your salary and instead your was going to NIL? Very, pocket? They,
3: they you very clearly haven't earned yet, my friend. I mean, I, and this is where, I, you know, I, so I, I, my brother who listens to this podcast and is a, uh, a rabid Wolverine fan and who very much enjoyed the interview with Dan uh, two weeks ago. Uh, sent me a lovely uh, clip, I think from Go blog, uh, but it was, uh, if you're familiar with the Simpsons, it was, uh, and you remember the monorail episode, it was basically instead of the guy selling the monorail, he was selling the Mel O rail. And, you know, apart from being just the general sort of like hearty, har, 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 U of M uh, I, I got, I, I think you can take the joke. And this kind of belly aching over not having double digit in the million, I mean, tens of millions of dollars in NIL. There's no NIL strategy at the university. There hasn't been. And, well, and that isn't requires supposed
1: leadership. Um, on paper, that's not how NIL is meant to work. And well, we all, all know okay, So We,
0: we have an that. award-winning program. Don't forget we won an award. Oh, that's
1: right. I totally forgot about yeah, our award-winning program. And Darian Harris I got, got promoted
0: to the athletic department as a result of it.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, totally, totally but again, are we putting our tinfoil hats on and wondering is that exactly what? Ha- anyway, continue. I, I just don't, I just don't buy this from Mel. I don't accept it. Like, is this his way of saying set expectations lower? Is this his way of being like, it's going to be another rough season? Is this his, is, is, is this his way of being like, it can't be my fault? If if your issue is you need $13 million to compete with five programs and he lists off five and they're the five you would think Alabama, Georgia, Ohio state, whatever. Fine. But you're not, you didn't compete with those programs last year, Mel. You didn't get close. You got That's the point. your, yep. your door's blown off
0: by, by Minnesota. You got your ass kicked by Minnesota. And, and,
3: and this is, and so this is the accountability piece that I, that I was ramping up to, which is you haven't fired any of the shit bag coaches that are on your staff who don't know how to do their job, who are out of their depth. And you're bringing them again as chattel into this next fucking season, millions of dollars on this coaching program and shit to show for it. So pardon me, but leadership starts somewhere. And Mel has yet to show us what it looks like and what accountability looks like from his seat. I, I, so I, you know, I I think we are in agreement on this. This this, this that nil take was bad. Not I'm willing, not attractive.
1: I'm willing to accept these quotes from a coach that gets to the Big Ten championship and loses. Maybe gets to the to the maybe even James Franklin. Yeah, I'm willing to accept these from a guy that's shown what he can do. I'm not sure that I'm willing to accept these from a dude. Who's had one 11 win seasons, season and three really really lacking ones. So, yeah. or or if you, a guy that shows me that he can win every game that you expect him to win, and now we need to build that the program up a little bit further. I I don't know where this comes from. I don't know if he's just stressed out. I mean, it is a rough schedule that he's looking at. But it's disappointing to see this. Honestly,
0: it is. there's a there was a bit of a, a, a an angle in Graham's piece that I wanted to touch on too, though, which is that MSU is unique among schools in that it considers itself a a big boy football program. We've seen that in our it, our insane investment in a head coach, in our insane investment in facilities. Um, But at the same time, it is probably fair to say that we do have relief when the season goes south because it's easier for us as a school, as a fan base, to turn our eyes forward to basketball season than maybe other schools get to. And so Graham's point was that will football ever be God here in the same way that it is at Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan? Uh, and Oklahoma, where that that is the thing that the fans think about all year long, notwithstanding CTNTC
1: I think I've heard Graham say it a thousand times. I've heard Tom Izzo say it more that MSU may appear on paper to those that don't know to be a basketball school, but it is football first and foremost the fans here know it the coaches here know it the donors know it the the billionaire donor that gave the most money to the to the sport to the athletic department in the last 5 years did more for basketball for fo- for football than he did for basketball and he was on the basketball team years ago yeah. so i I just don't buy that argument. I don't think. Um, I know I did a difficult job articulating that there, uh, but well, mo- mostly that. because
3: it didn't help the fact that our new, brand new football facilities are named after the basketball coach. Yeah, so it's I mean, confusing. W- one can forget who's fucking named after what and why. The other thing I'll say, and this may just be to offer, just a, because I just listened to the the um, the, the the episode from last week. The context that Graham provided at the top of the episode when he was talking about the interview he had just had with Mel was that Mel came into this pissy. He had to warm him up because mm. he was not happy to be there. So one one wonders whether he had just gotten that news about that about the kid we didn't land who's about at Oklahoma, yeah. and uh, and sort of he had to kind of get back into the spot. Um, and who knows? You know, you, by the way, when, you know you have these conversations with donors. You have these conversations with with. It colors your it colors your day. Here I speak with experience. You lose a donor, you lose somebody. I mean, that's that could be the rest of your week. So one can understand. You know, he's bringing you bring stuff in to these interviews, I guess, too. Um, but there's 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 too much there's too much that that he has had control over that has gone poorly. Um, here's here's where I give him credit, though. At the end of the day, I will give him credit because even though in the article, particularly Graham says, you know, maybe it was unfair how Thorne found out. Uh, that he was not guaranteed a starting spot heading into his senior season with us. And I say her shit to that. Uh, anyone who watched Peyton Thorne last season knew. He was- Including Peyton Thorne. Including Peyton Thorne. And so Graham's, you know, sort of like per sources, uh, Peyton was surprised. Well, then Peyton's dumber than we thought um, or dumber <laughs> than the evidence uh, revealed because my God. So I was glad and particularly glad to hear that at least- Mel thinks about accountability because in the article, I thought it was really clear where he said, I'm not here to hold guys hands. At a certain point, guys have to know that this is how it's going to be. You want to, you want to play, then you have to play well and you have to win. And if you don't do that, why, why would your spot, why would that be for you? I thought that's the right mentality. I think the same question applies to your fucking coaches, y- you know, and I get, and I, you can't make the same comparison with the Antonio because it's different. NIL is different. The Portal is different. It's different. Everything is different, but, you still have to be able to develop guys and you don't have a single fucking coordinator who's shown that he can develop a guy. So that's, that's a problem. So after
1: we just went through the whole program, top to bottom and said, you know, what, what are we hopeful about? What are we concerned about? Do we need to redo that whole exercise? Are we, com- <laughs> did we not go into that segment? Pissy enough.
0: I I will say uh, so. I'll say uh, a couple things. One first, Plum. I think you'll like this in particular. Ted Gilmore, the tight ends coach, uh, had press availability recently, and he's like, "I'm 55. I don't need a 22 year old friend." Uh, which I, I yes, you yes, would like that good. quote. Uh, but very good. I would say this that I I think we all circled this year as a year that was a, at least I've been saying for a while, I'm a little bit less concerned about wins and losses than I am about how things look. Does it right. look like the talent floor has been meaningfully raised? Does it look like the coaches can coach a scheme and that dudes aren't just going the opposite direction of, of everybody else at times? Like that's the stuff you want to see more of. And, and I, and I'm hesitant because back to my worry earlier, Because we're so young some places, maybe we see a bit more of that still. But either way, I'll also remind you that after 2020, when we lost to Rutgers, it was embarrassing, terrible season, we were all locked in our homes, everything sucked, that the next year on a Friday night, we went to Evanston, and Ken Walker ripped off a 75-yard run on the first play of the game. And so, I can't not be optimistic this week in particular. But there's a lot of show me out of this staff. Show me that you can yeah. coach. That needs to happen. Not yep. not that you can land Kenneth Walker. Not, like Nate Carter being the new Ken Walker is not interesting to me. What but is that's interesting not for to this me
1: conversation. is conversation. It would be very interesting to me to see this year. I would like that very much. Yeah, Don't, but. Take that energy out of the universe if it exists,
2: Mike Fine. Jones. Don't Scotty
0: Hazleton, I need to see that you can teach people your scheme. I need to see that out of you. Um,
3: no, you need to see that he has a fucking scheme. I mean, let's start there. What is the scheme? Then can we teach the scheme? That's fair. That's a fair
0: critique. Um, but no, I, but Plum, I actually really liked your point that you don't know. And this is sort of piggybacking off of Greg, right? That you don't know what Mel Tucker came in with that day of like what, where his mood was. Did he literally just find out about David Stone? Was this top of mind? And I would say if that's the case, Hey Mel, maybe you should be more like Tom Izzo and talk to the media more regularly so that you're not this, cause this is the one time I'm sure Graham will sit down one-on-one with Mel Tucker for another year. And it's like, if you just talked a little bit more often, man, like this wouldn't be the same story. But instead, this podcast. is your story. You
1: know, uh, we're like a real softball podcast.
0: You know, you could come on here. You could give
1: us the questions that you want us to ask. We'll kind of right. ask you those back, you know, among other things. But, but we will consider go them. Uh, we could hop into the Discord so, channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you get your Twitter back, Mel? Maybe yeah. that's what he was <laughs> upset about. Did you get his Twitter back? I don't know. No.
0: Yeah. So I had to pay a ransomware. Uh, all right. That's been fun. Uh, should we head off Grand River?
1: Yes. Let us. Let us head off Grand River. Walk signed across. Uh,
0: all right. We mentioned David Stone. We should just say at the top, he's gone to Oklahoma. Uh, is still taking official visits. I'm not holding my breath for Michigan State to land him, particularly in light of Mel Tucker's most recent interview. But uh, if he, only had
1: more NIL,
0: we would. David Stone seems like a cool, a, a nice, decent enough kid, um, and he went back home, like he's from Oklahoma. So, um, and he does actually seem to like Mel Tucker. I think he even said part of his decision was a was something that mel tucker told him like what helped him decide was something that mel tucker told him so um that that helps david i I know that you're young but don't say those
1: never try that with like a girlfriend or ex-girlfriend or something like that don't don't use that move now get it out of your system don't do it (laughs) again it's it's a bad idea
0: i'm breaking up with you
1: because of something you you actually said to me i'm so appreciative of what you told me that um I'm going to go see other people now.
0: <laughs> you were right. Uh, the, uh, next, uh, I wanted to chat about this because I figured this would get uh, Greg's, uh hairs raised here. The mm, Big Ten... You
1: always try to do that.
0: Yeah, ...has said that the teams now have to give an availability report two hours before kickoff, which means that you have to let everybody know who's available to play or not available to play based upon injury. They're doing this for gambling. Yeah. Money, please.
1: Yes. This is just like with the professional leagues where you have a little like side-eyed glance to Vegas and just say, listen, you scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. And yeah. Yeah. This is a subject that I will continue to clutch my pearls over. It's a subject that we will continue to lose listeners over. I do not like gambling in sports uh, or the sports that I watch. I don't care about professional sports, but we we really haven't covered any of the Iowa Iowa State stuff uh, with gambling on the teams, but like, it's going to happen more and more. And Speaking of
0: someone gave a good bet on the Iowa state game actually, because like none of their team is available any longer.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're all it's, uh, I didn't love it. Oops. We had the Caesars thing. I didn't love yes, seeing yeah. JB smooth and up in his Caesars yeah. gear yeah. up on the stadium thing. Alan Haller. I, maybe that's why you didn't want those emails out. Cause you didn't want me reading them, but I, I don't see a role for gambling in college sports, but that's what this is for. And it is going to continue to the point where MSU athletics will be like prop bet for the second quarter. You know, Hank pepper will throw it backwards. F- how many times? I, I don't know. How many punts?
0: Hank pepper tackles pepper. 0.5 over under. Yeah. Pick your over under. Yeah. That's It's yeah, it's uh, it's
2: rough to see this.
0: And and the thing is, like, uh, that ostensibly this isn't their the student athlete's jobs. And I think we're pretty clear that, like, it is a job and there's a whole bunch of other. I mean, they have a lot of obligations that a normal student doesn't have. And and they should be compensated for that. But. This isn't uh, a profession in the same way that you know, when you're in the NFL, that is a profession. Even if, Mm -hmm. even if we, even if the student athletes were employees of the university, most of them will not do this professionally. So it's not a profession in the same sense. And so um, I, I sort of go back to the, I'm very excited alcohol is being sold in the stadiums. That's great. But like, there's this merger of experiences, experiences happening that I don't, love um so this is becoming yeah. an old man yells at cloud podcast i know i know we're the worst uh all right let's let's make it lighter then more suspensions down the road nan arbor uh rivals michigan is reporting that sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator and i think associate head coach uh has been suspended for one game tbd
3: on details uh i assume this Isn't is it, it, we think it might be computer access crimes, but again, what the fuck does that mean?
1: <laughs> it means nothing, apparently.
3: <laughs> Could, yeah, can we talk about how if he was accessing
0: computers almost certainly on U of M's system, how that's not subject to a FOIA request? Mm. Someone, someone sent an email about it.
1: People, people aren't asking. Um, it, so... No one told
0: Angelique to just tweet it.
1: Are we interested at all in the fact that it's, it seems to be Rivals Michigan that's releasing a lot of this information first?
0: Why is that interesting to you?
1: Well, because it, it it seems like the university has kind of chosen which directions it wants to go with what information, and it's not choosing the traditional outlets. Yeah. That's strange to me yeah. because there's not much more journalistic standard there that I've seen, uh, in certain outlets than in rivals of Michigan, but they've had a few scoops down the road there. Haven't they at this point? Yes. So maybe that writer has built some good relationships, uh, and is angling for a bigger role somewhere else. But it's interesting that this stuff keeps coming out of the rival site and it turns out to be true.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is for more COVID-related recruiting violations. Um, very curious what it's for, because you could spin a wheel and it might be about that. Uh, as far yep. as what's going on in Ann Arbor, so uh, we haven't which, really
1: talked about Harbaugh's suspensions.
0: Yeah, we have not. Uh, we we made reference last week that he's been. There's the university has imposed. I don't know that Jim Harbaugh is on board with this. The university has suspended him for three games. He's named three separate head coaches, though one of them has now been suspended for a game uh, to replace him. And then for another game, two are splitting head coaching duties based upon the half. And then I think his dad plus someone else is like co-coaching the third game, it's very confusing.
3: It's almost like these games don't matter, and they all know. <laughs> Literally, it is as if it's just like, who wants to give me money, and I will let you be the coach? Uh, what a bad leader. What just a, a bad, bad leader. My God. But,
0: so uh, we've, we've made light of the fact that uh, the, the refrain from some corners of uh, fans in Ann Arbor is that it's all about a hamburger. Let's no disabuse folks of that notion for a second. Uh so that hamburger I believe re- occurred during a recruiting dead period tied to COVID-19. Uh Jim Harbaugh also uh went on virtual visits during the recruiting dead period that he was not supposed to be going on and mm-hmm. did something else that he's not supposed to be doing which is watch children work out. Um <laughs> Those things in and of themselves are not actually that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, though I would circle back to the COVID component of this because that, as we'll get to in another story, is maybe important. Um,
3: nope. as a Catholic, he was protected by his faith in Jesus.
0: And, and he did say they had the best COVID protocols, which as far as yeah. I can tell, based upon yeah. what we know, they just burned some sage. But... Uh, the, the problem is then he wasn't honest about any of those things. And that is where the NCAA will fuck you every single time. <laughs> yes. And yes. they did.
1: Also, I got, I got to tell you, well, all of this is self-imposed, so they haven't even really gotten involved yet. But, um, I got to tell you, if you're a University of Michigan fan, and you're like all retweeting those images of all of the news, you know, game time head coaches and all that stuff. It's got real Trump mugshot T-shirt energy. And you should <laughs> know that about yourself.
0: Yes. The, the chains on them, which I was like,
1: yeah,
2: hey guys,
0: come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um,
1: if only it was harder for that program to get away with this garbage, if only there was like, maybe, uh, some internal accountability or maybe some external accountability. Can you imagine the shit that Mel Tucker would take if he had a university
0: imposed three game suspension after fighting with the NCAA about a settlement on four games?
1: Unreal. Unreal. And then all of a sudden you have another coach internally that you've suspended. There would be, it, w- it would be unreal the number of articles that'd be posted all over the place. There'd be lack of institutional control thrown around all over. It would be a mess. It is a different standard for that university than it is for all of the other ones. And if you wear Maize and Blue you don't hold yourself to the same standard that you hold everyone else to. And if you cover the maze in blue, you don't hold them to the same standard that anyone else does, either. That, that you hold everyone else to either. It's ridiculous, the stuff that they can just skate by with. It's crazy to me.
0: Yeah, and and the thing is, because I know, um, like, can you imagine if if someone like, Todd Scholz, who was the former columnist for the Lansing State Journal pre Rex Road, um, who was fairly critical of MSU during his tenure, but that if any of the Detroit papers employed a single person with that voice, like mm-hmm. and I and I know because you know I've I've listened to uh, unfortunately. Graham has to deal with a lot of the questions about the blue wall. In fact, it was kind of the first time he came on to deal with that for us or with us. But the, you know, the piece that he'll push back on is I know the people in those newsrooms and, and a lot of them graduated from MSU and like, they, that's just not how they operate. I'll accept that as your sort of initial volley, but I'll counter with those papers choose who they employ and the mm-hmm. columnists that they employ. The people who issue a voice of the paper are slappies, and there's not a single person over there who's being substantially critical of the institution in Ann Arbor, and that's just wild to me. You don't even have and one we, on staff.
1: One. We listed off the transgressions just a couple weeks ago, and we missed, and we
0: missed Shemmy, Shemmy. Beckler.
1: How do you miss Shemi Shembeckler? I guess maybe we miss him because it was the one, it's, one thing that they were held accountable for, and they had to be like, "Oops, he's gone." <laughs> we, we missed him. He was standing yeah. in the shadow
0: of his dad's statue, and we just didn't see him yep. there. But it's, it's wild. Uh, I don't. And, and let's just the This is a.
3: This is a. It's a university phenomenon. It affects every facet of the university and everything that it touches. And I, I mean, in departments and faculties that you wouldn't believe, the lack of self-awareness, the entitlement, the absolute and utter disregard for impact. um, I mean, I could give you examples that would be telling on too many people in probably result in my immediate uh, fuck, termination, but it, uh, just suffice it to say, it, it is rotten to the core and its leadership doesn't care. And the state follows because the movers and power brokers in the state are largely mostly connected or have been historically with the University of Michigan. And that's where it comes from. And that's where the money is. And that's where this, and so that's just it. And it's, it's the 600 pound gorilla story, always in the room and will just eat you if it wants and that's where everyone lives. So, I don't know. we do okay with the power brokers too.
1: But Well, the, recently, the University of but, Michigan, but the money. A, The University of Michigan is a sacred cow and it, no one will dare touch it.
2: Well, to that end, I just want
1: to f- just to finish it. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. We too do well in these areas. We are very relevant, but we sit in this Goldilocks zone of relevancy but not sacred cow which means beat them up there's your shot take them you can get credit for beating up on msu in a way that you cannot get credit for beating up on u of them
0: or uh, well or rather like you i mean uh wayne state by all accounts disaster mm-hmm. of a board of
1: masters the board is a mess over there no one knows it
0: but Right, but like you would get no credit for beating up on Wayne State because, right. and I say this with acknowledging that it's a wonderful university that that educates, it has a lot of great alum, but like mm-hmm. it, it's not yours as,
3: truly. <laughs>
0: it's it's not it's not going to get you the clout that beating up on right. Michigan State is exactly. It's, it, no one cares, yep. right? So yes, we are we are big enough to fail in sort of you know people's minds. I want to tie it back to COVID for a second, because Arizona State just imposed a one-year bowl ban for its COVID-19 recruiting violations. And the reporting is that in Ann Arbor, uh, Jim and the infractions committee couldn't agree upon a four-game suspension. In fact, it seems like maybe the infractions committee itself rejected the four-game suspension for not only the lying, lack of contrition, but also COVID 19 recruiting violations. Arizona State went so far as to put a postseason ban on itself. I just don't know that this is the nothing burger that you all thought it was. Uh, so,
1: will well, they just think that COVID should only benefit their athletic programs, be it hockey or basketball or football? It's odd to them like, oh, there can be a price for gaming the COVID system. <laughs> Because we've only benefited so far. Which,
0: it's, it's wild to me that, like, how is, how is it the NCAA can't look at Ward Manuel mm-hmm. as someone who's worthy of repercussion? Because this is a, to your point, a department-wide trend at this point in yeah. time. So, I don't know. Uh, best of luck, except not. Uh we got the fighting shark fuckers on the schedule, Greg. Uh, <laughs> is this a reference that I don't understand? Isn't isn't Michael, isn't their coach the one who slept with a shark? <laughs> oh
2: my god. <laughs> Jim, am I, I am didn't I, even I, write this.
3: Ah, I didn't write it. My God.
1: To do the plum. Um okay.
3: So am I wrong
1: on,
0: am I, is my, yeah, no shark is the, when you type his name in shark is the first thing that comes the up as a comes up.
1: search. Yeah. Yeah. No, All my, right.
0: my bit was right.
1: Good on you. Good on you bit. Listen, central's coming to town. They had a rough 2022 season. Can you believe it? Who, who, who else might've had a rough 2022 season? Um, but they, uh, they also have some some question marks in the wide receiver core, right? Jonesy? Anything on that?
0: Yeah. Uh sorry. I just had to get a good peek at the picture of good old Jim <laughs> pumping a shark. Uh put it in the chat for y'all. Uh so yeah, they uh they're turning over everyone. Uh so whomstest Amongst Us Us uh hasn't hasn't dealt with that. Uh uh Two, they brought in two transfers. Both appear to be undersized, I think, in like the 5'9", 5'10", range, uh, which doesn't seem like that big of a deal. It seems like a good respectable height, uh, but apparently have decent speed. Uh, notably, they also lost their NFL caliber, uh, caliber running back, Lou Nichols, uh, to the NFL, so it's not great. Um, from the offensive side of the ball in terms of known production. Yeah. I don't know and, who can relate to that story.
1: Yeah. But the, well, here's another thing. QB uh, is very important position for them in particular. they really rely on the QB run. And I don't believe it's clear who the starter is going to be. Maybe, maybe Jim knows, maybe he's talked to the sharks on that one and uh, they've whispered something <laughs> into his ear. Uh, I think they have two is... of their
0: three s- starters from last year returning.
1: Uh, it, it's a hard team to preview. Let's say that under the circumstances, yeah. it's a hard team to preview. Uh,
3: so based also... on this, based on this preview, we're sounding very evenly matched, I guess is what I'm taking away <laughs> from this, from the segment. We should have, me... we should have the Jimmy's and
0: Joe's by a margin here.
1: Yeah, I was I was going to say last time I saw us lose to Central Michigan, they had uh they had uh Brown on on their team, you know, catching balls and returning punts and stuff. So Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown. Yes. And JJ wasn't, Watt uh, yes, was was in also uniform, on that but did not play in that game. So, um the Jimmies and Joes should favor us here.
0: Yeah. Uh and and so uh, truthfully, if, if folks are looking for a thing to look at, though, is actually that. So you'll recall when we beat Akron last year, 52-0, that we on the pod were not that happy after that game because uh, the Jimmys and Joes didn't actually seem to really favor us. So um, do look for that. Uh, that, this, that would be like, do we maul their line? Great. Uh, particularly because I, I believe that Jim runs a uh, like a real pass rush heavy defense. So there should be run opportunities for us in this game. Uh, either way, should be a W. If it's not, yikes.
1: Let's get the W. Mm. All right, let's go uh, to Twitter questions. We've talked yeah. enough Central Michigan.
0: All right, first up, first- Ali. Is the problem NIL money when you get paid $10 million a year and you haven't made a $10 million a year decision, like adjust your personnel or recruiting strategy when it's clearly not working?
1: Well, they did recruit, they did change their recruiting strategy. They made they made updates in that department.
3: Is, but is the still, output can significantly we get, different? Can we get so Ali on this pod as a new listener, guest? I mean, <laughs> my God, these guys' takes are 100. <laughs> uh, next I, up from Ali. Oh, go ahead. You got something more, Greg? No, nope.
1: keep going. We'll come back.
2: To if it the recruiting screen
0: strategy screen. does shift back, the, uh, back to the one that seemed to work last decade, recruit locally and develop versus going after the stars, do you have confidence in anyone on the staff to develop that talent?
1: I mean, we haven't seen it yet. You'd be a fool. I also don't
0: we think that's that. actually a sustainable model to get to the places that we all really want to go.
1: It's also not the model that we're following we're spending a crazy amount of money on football. I I guarantee you, Mark D'Antonio sees the same headlines that we see and goes, what? This was available. (laughs) This was out there. What? I had to go to Jimmy Scandellaris on my knees (laughs) to get, you know a new chair for my office how
0: did fairness, i miss out on all this in fairness united wholesale mortgage hadn't gone public yet so mm. you know
1: and in fairness whoever those people are that bought a whole golf course here in east lansing to build their house on weren't here yet so mm, yeah what are you gonna do uh
0: last from ali biweekly host power rankings three alex you snooze, you lose. Two, Mike, great stuff last week with EL Rex. And one, Greg, we'll always have the truck bed, buddy.
1: We will. And we'll renew <laughs> that spirit and that energy this year. Uh, just let me know if I'm responsible for bringing the truck bed because it's not an easy get for me,
3: but no, we'll find something. Oh, no, it's not. for you.
0: Let me just go to a U Haul. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, listener Mike Jones. If you aren't going to the game Friday, what will you be at home drinking? Greg, are you going to the game on Friday? Uh, I believe so. By you know, one way or another.
1: Okay.
0: Well, you get tickets or how's that how's that tickets, working out?
1: The, the tickets they come and they go. Michael, it's it's it's
0: we it's, talking upper deck? What are we, what are we talking about? Don't,
1: you don't really need... It, it's not important. What's important is that... If you're asking I'll the question, you already know the answer. Be enjoying the game together in
0: spirit. But I'll be enjoying with the, it with the with breeze. <laughs> breeze? Will there be an outdoor breeze? More than you is good. Uh,
1: I'll be enjoying the breeze wherever it is, whether it's coming from hot air, coming from cold air, coming from the lower decks, coming from the upper decks.
0: I'll be enjoying it. You, you'll be in the wind. Okay. Uh, next up from Mike. Oh, wait. Uh, Plum, will you be at the game? Uh, and if not, what will you be drinking at home?
3: Uh, we will not be home. We will likely be camping in Elmira. So, yes, that's correct. And probably Oberon, just for old fall's sake.
0: And you'll be listening on say, the radio?
3: Yeah, I was going to say.
0: <laughs> Do you want to? Yes. Or you, should we not count on you for Sunday?
3: Oh, you can count on me for
0: touchdown, MSU. From left to right uh, across your
1: dial. <laughs> uh, so I good. set Today, I set the DVR to record the game. Because, of course, you got to record it. What's the that point of having DVR if you're, if gonna, you're not, not going to record something That's like right. this? Right. And I was like, it's happening. It's really happening. I can go to FS1 all the way forward and click record.
0: Incredible. Uh, I'm thinking I might set up a, a my phone on a tripod to screen yeah. grab when it's on mm. Pecock. Just mm. record that way, because uh, I'm still mad about that. Anyway, next up from Mike Jones, since we get the pleasure of playing Friday night, enjoying Saturday's games, uh, and enjoying Saturday's games, what's your first full football Saturday going to look like? What's on the menu?
1: Great question
0: um hey, Breck, what do you what's on the menu for your weekend
1: um, yeah you got some nice rice cakes <laughs> they're coming in uh we've been invited to barbecue that's what i'll be doing
3: um, uh yes but what about y'all making a fire plan planned. roasting hot dogs i guess i don't know what do people cook on camping you should uh you
0: could it uh, you should bring a, a little pot and you could like boil some brats and then charm on a charm over the fire. No, I'm kidding. That's probably what we will do. Uh, I don't have any plans, but I'm now thinking maybe I should make a brisket or something. It sounds like it would be a good time. Low
1: and slow, baby.
0: Low mm-hmm. and slow. Mm-hmm.
1: You don't, do you have a companion Traeger podcast, Michael Jones? I don't. What do you do with, with like-minded friends from the Traeger community. Did you have like a? Do you have like a really tall, gangly, you know, Traeger guy that's really into I, like the lean meats? And I did, and then like, I
0: found out where he was on January sixth, and it and we had to end.
3: That, uh, <laughs> that was yes. the end of that. Uh, yeah. And then
1: that it's really like I can make fun of my own uh, profile uh, on the podcast. It's difficult for me to say anything. Do you have? Do you have a very accomplished, uh, you know, quick-witted, mm. limericky yeah. gentleman? Yeah, he's uh, trying to say
3: gay. He's trying to find a way to say gay. Who watches
1: everything on Peacock, whether it's yeah. there or not, or not,
3: whether without yeah. <laughs> permission? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's exactly right. The Traeger community
1: next. is is eclectic, is very, very, yeah,
3: very inclusive community yeah. known for its inclusivity. In terms mm-hmm. of
0: the yeah. Uh, who doesn't like smoked meat? Uh, next up is listener Mike Jones. With what's your bold prediction for twenty twenty three? Is Berger and Carter combined for 1500 yards this season? That is bold. Um, Greg, do you have a bold prediction? Hank Pepper, uh, God bless so him. So, no, will only need
1: to hoist the ball 13 <coughs> times over the course of the season. It's going to be a high powered offense, all gas, no breaks. We punt for the joy of punting and that's it.
0: Because we celebrate the Big Ten here. Mm -hmm. That's right.
1: Um, We're going to end up punting 13 times against Central. I know. I'm
3: fucked. Uh,
0: I don't have a prediction on who, but my prediction is that we come out with a wide receiver that we are very excited about for years Mm. to
3: come.
1: Plum, what do you got? We need a prediction from you.
3: Uh... Bryce Behringer comes back as the quarterback and uh, that's it. That's the production and we win the national title. <laughs> totally, reasonable.
1: totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. Next up from the who's getting a lot of heat, uh, by the way, in our mentions and don't think we haven't noticed. Number one, looks like the little brother. Looks like the little brother source is coaching half a game. That is that is uh, uh mike hart he's one of the uh head coaches from the graphic um which two of you will share coaching duties when mel takes a day off and what will the rationale as to which uh, of your starters and what will be the rationale as to which of you starts the game question mark uh, um uh it can't be Jonesy. It'd be Plum and I. And he can have the whole thing after that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Su- saying. Susan, it's okay, belief. I get it. Uh it would be Plum and I though. Right?
3: Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh but also I don't like the assumption here again that I wasn't on the pod again this week. Missing two in a row is something I don't usually do. <laughs> okay. Take lightly. Yeah. So just Come on, Susan, throw me a bone here. Anyway, Susan, just don't think that we're not paying close attention to this. This shit. How dare you? And I'll never forget. (laughs) Number two from Susan. Additional safety measures have been added to downtown East Lansing, including enhanced lighting and video technology. Big brother. So what will be the one activity that Jonesy will need to cease doing the next time he arrives in town? The mop belief,
0: uh one, one I don't activity. know that it's, that it's my activity that needs to be uh, vetted. Uh, Kevin Greck, uh, don't, don't let him wander the streets after a few beverages is all I'm saying.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is a Slenderman reference, Mike Jones, you coward. Just come out and say it. Just <laughs> come out and say it to my, to my ear holes.
3: Slenderman. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay.
2: That's and
3: last up from Susan, Jaron Jackson Jr. scored 12 points for rebounds and one assist against New Zealand yesterday. So was he the best pick among MSU alum to be placed on the FIBA USA World Cup team? Well, Draymond's
1: not going, and the other dude that could have been in contention, I don't want him with the American flag on his shirt. That's right. So, That's yes. correct. By far, he was the best choice. That's right. If it can't be Cassius Winston, I'm good with JJJ.
3: That's it. That's the answer.
1: Next up from Tyrone Couch, mowing my yard is approximately 4,000 steps or two miles. Also, when a YouTube video has 666 likes, (laughs) I like it. Do you just go seeking these out? I think he does. I think he has an algorithm.
3: No, I think that's good.
1: Even if the video is not good, I just don't want to leave it. Uh, what should I have for dinner?
3: I am concerned that your schizophrenia medication is low or not being taken regularly. Uh, <laughs> sure. And I say that after having listened to last week's questioner questions from you, Tyrone, when my colleagues mistakenly took one <laughs> and answered it on the air. So... Speaking of which... Proud to be a top twitter
0: slash exer and also the future future bottom Xer. Bottom I take pride Xer. in concurrently being <laughs> one of the best and worst posters. I know who I am also sadly, every story I tell is completely true. I'm surrounded by complete what the horse story now you know yeah yeah
3: all right well we're we're sending you positive vibes and uh pharmacy, uh, free pharmacy delivery from your local croaker for whatever, whatever will cure what ails you. Uh, last up from Tyrone couch rant of the week. Oh fuck. There it was <laughs> in quotation marks, free grocery delivery. I <laughs> of God, I did not read ahead on that. Interestingly enough, if you go to the store and pick up the items from the shelves, they are cheaper than the price shows online. That's not free. You mumpsimuses. You are thieving thievers, and you suck. But I am lazy, so I'll keep ordering. That's yeah. the gimmick.
1: Yeah the uh, the grocery stores have learned in the COVID pandemic that um, you need food to survive, and thus why would they give it to you for less? Yes. Uh, the Fred Meyer uh, has also found this for himself. These all these deals that used to be like. You know, two for whatever, you could actually just pick up one, that's gone. They also really like to advertise the low, low price of something. That means it's the regular price. It's
3: that's not right. the sales price. That's right. No, it's regular. So,
1: uh, yeah, um, the, uh, the good old days, the Halcyon days of yore have passed. Everything sucks. And uh, Kroger and Meijer especially. Yep.
0: Next up, Mr. Erotic Pants did the whore wolves of Ann Arbor really smear shit in the locker room in 2018? That
3: is, that is the rumor, the word in their own locker room
0: in our uh, visitor locker room. Oh boy.
3: That's not a surprise. That's not a surprise.
1: That has been the rumor for a while. I don't believe it's ever been confirmed, right? Well,
3: why didn't they put it back for them this week? Or, I mean, this... this uh, Well, actually, what day are they coming? I seem to forget. Oh, well, next up for Michael Jones. As my attorney, do you think it's possible that MSU players are legally forbidden from discussing what led up to the Tunnel Brawl? Still, a few lingering questions. Mm, I... <sighs> I'm professionally obligated to
0: tell you that I'm not your attorney. Um, (laughs) I love uh, that you have to do that. And I cannot provide you with legal advice. Uh, uh, But that's actually, you know, Jacoby Winman had uh, his press availability for the first time since that incident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people asked him about him sort of post it. No one asked him, though, how'd that all start? Mm. Which I don't know that he would have answered. He might have just said, doesn't matter. Shouldn't have done what I did. And that would have been the right answer. But it is wild to me that no one has asked, how did that start? But I don't think they're legally prohibited. I just don't know that it provides value. And I'm sure that all of those players are looking to move on and turn yep. a page and grow and like don't want to talk about it any more than they have to so yeah uh, next up Mr. Erotic Pants this week after concluding his WWE appearance with uh, if you smell what the tuck is cooking Tucker is savaged on social media meanwhile a media deprived coach Nightingale threatens to set the art museum on fire but meets less <laughs> resistance than expected Izzo <laughs> shirts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
0: the pacing was good on this one mr Rockmans. the pacing yes. was good yeah. good pacing
1: i also like the idea of watching uh knights kind of walk around with all of his like with all of his implements you know he's got his fire starters he's got his lighters etc and he's like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it And there's just like no one to stop it yeah the <laughs> like this isn't fun anymore uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next up, from Time of Zambiasi, uh, how are you sleep banking uh, to prep for the first game of the season? It's two weeks of sleep banking in a row. You guys banked up? I'm banked. banked I'm going baby. to Seattle tomorrow, so I better start banking what? now.
2: Yes. Is that
0: how that You works? have a lot of editing to do tonight, then. I've yes, got a lot of
1: sleep banking to do. Too. Yeah, I got to go. Um, next up from Thomas, uh, how many years in a row do you need to predict your team wins a national title despite all evidence before it just turns into a bit?
0: The sad thing is for Desmond, uh. the sad thing is uh. that this year might be the best argument he's been able to make thus far, but he's mm. done it every year so you can't take him seriously. Yeah. Mm.
1: Boy crying wolf situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and he will celebrate if it if it ends up being true, which it won't. But if he does, yeah. he will. Uh, look at me.
1: Uh, I will take the field on that one, though, Desmond. Um. <laughs> Finally, from Thomas Ambiasi, what's worse, spring allergies or fall allergies? It's got to be spring, right?
3: Yeah, Got to be spring. I don't know. I've heard, you know, from folks who say that they suffer from fall allergies, they don't suffer from spring, which makes it sort of unexpected. And when it comes, it really kicks them in the ass. So
1: What, what is there to be allergic to in fall? Like
3: pumpkin I don't know. spice? Pumpkin spice uh-huh. latte. Breath. Yeah, it's real.
1: Oh, flannels. I'm allergic to flannel. Like, Oak what you-
3: trees. Yeah. Oak trees dropping their big balls of seed and I'm acorn. allergic to...
1: To to nature's splendor, like the mm-mm, spring comes mm-mm. with like rain and pollen mm-mm. and stuff, but but fall is like arguably the best the best season. Oh, sh- so what's wrong with it? Shut up, Mister! Like I could just talk about Traeger for like fifteen hours. I don't need to hear it from you. Uh,
2: next up, for both
0: Yeah,
1: uh, Jonesy, predict offensive player of the year.
0: Mm, Nate Carter.
1: Uh, From the Key Ski, Plum, uh, predict Defensive Player of the Year.
3: Uh, Simeon Barrow.
1: And uh, Jonesy, back to you. From the Key Ski, predict Lottery.
0: No, I'm not looking to split that shit.
1: (laughs) I mean, that was his one chance for compensation for being the the Mm -hmm. winner Mm -hmm. of the Twitter competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, Denied. uh, But you took it away from him. You took it away from him. Kiski. if you are coming to East Lansing, uh, do let me know so that we can make certain arrangements. Uh, next up from the up deck jerk guy. Uh, they say that he's up there right now and p- just preparing. Uh, what will be the first offensive play from the Spartans on
0: Friday? The Ken Walker play. It'll be a run up the middle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it can be a Jay Johnson classic. Flea Flicker, maybe? Huh? Anything? Uh,
1: uh, Anything?
0: Please. Please. Huh? Yeah.
1: I like the Statue of Liberty. I want the Statue of Liberty. I also like a Hook and Ladder. I have Ooh. seen a Hook and Ladder called One Time. Um I think it was thrown off to Blur White if memory serves. Um mm.
0: but it's it wasn't a run, called play, but record. didn't Keith Nickel perform a hook and ladder? Yes, yeah, he did. Who, who yeah. was that to that who did he shovel it to?
1: That was to BJ Cunningham.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. That was, uh, that was so good.
1: Next up from the Everdeck Jerk Guy, and we haven't talked about this. Uh, why is Plum's face so pink in my avi? <laughs> <laughs> this
3: question feels uh, like a hate crime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's... So this is
1: a plug for the Instagram account uh, available over there uh pictures from plum's bachelor party not a ton of them but one of them made its way on over to the x platform Sure and uh plum what you don't know is that you might have had a saboteur in your midst that night where that was provided almost instantly to the upper tech jerk guy via dm
3: (laughs) <laughs> Via DM. Oh, that's good. You can't set them up that way. It seems thirsty. It almost seems like I wanted you to do that. You know? Well,
1: I mean, we had been having lots of drinks, and <clears throat> I
3: was thirsty
1: uh yeah, for true. your face all over. It's true. Temple um, Bar uh
0: was I was looking back at the receipts. Woof. Spent some money at the Temple Bar.
1: That's good. It, that's urban renewal in Detroit, and they'll take it.
2: Renewal.
1: Uh and finally, from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, who will lead the Spartans in points scored Friday? Uh, mangum. It's a weird way to look at it. It's a very basketball way to look at football game, but I'm going to go Nate Carter. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: yeah All right. Next up, Nate C. Oh, so you guys still have a podcast.
2: Nate, <laughs> you've been here the last couple of weeks. You, you
1: take.
0: Have one week you been off. on a
1: boat? Four weeks ago. You've been boating, yeah. Nate.
0: Brutal. Uh, Brutal. <laughs> Next question from Nate C. What thing, if bad, will be the largest indicator that we won't have a good season? I think we covered mm. that. The lines, right? Yeah. Not the being able to run. Push. Not being able to stop the run. Not being able to run the ball.
1: Uh, similarly from the Nate C. What thing, if good, will be the largest indicator
0: that we'll have a good season? I'm going to go different direction here. Mm-hmm. than running the ball i think if we see out of both quarterbacks they both sort of uh they don't have like pre-snap penalties right like dudes are doing what they're supposed to be doing people are on the same page whether it works or not isn't particularly interesting to me but just that they both seem to have a grasp on the system and they're getting the uh, the ducks where they need to go hmm. okay that's an important thing for Ducks. They got to go where
1: they got to goes. And finally, from Nate C, and for this, the first episode of season five, bonus question to help the question get the question pool up, adding that we're a struggling returning podcast. Mean. It's all, it's all so mean. So mean. Uh, will MSU football ever land another five star? Uh, this is an obvious reference to... Yeah. Tucker's comments, and uh, as it was pointed out to us on Twitter, Grandma Kunj uh, uh, added us uh, Stone. We weren't even his second choice, we were maybe his third mm. uh, after Miami. Um, okay.
2: What do you guys think? Yeah, one day. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Next year. I think we, there needs to be more five star talent from the state is maybe a thing that would help mm. a little bit or from the area but yeah honestly yeah. if even i don't how
1: far back do you have to go and is is it even something that has ever happened getting a five star football prospect from out of the state mm. i'm not sure that it has your charles rogers at all they're all five stars from the state yeah. Um Wow, that's a great question. Smoker Smoker was technically
0: from the state as well, right? Wasn't he pre-sort of those rankings?
2: Well, we so was Charles Rogers.
0: F- we're not even on the first page. Holy. Oh, God, I didn't need to check this.
2: You're looking at you our did. rankings.
1: Yeah, we're 52 overall in 24-7. Yeah, which is a website that isn't even loading for me properly. So who truly who cares? But, um, Will Golston from the state, um, Charles Rogers from the state. Um, was
2: Shalee Calhoun a five-star? Nope.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, I, it's, Certainly, it would be beneficial if they are from the region. Yeah. But we haven't even had that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough without that $13 million in an money to pull them from outside. Yeah. But you know hey, what, We don't Tuck, need to end on that note. We don't you know what, Tuck? Just keep raising the floor. That's all we're asking right now. We're not asking for you to go to the national championship. But we... Do you think that that will happen this year?
0: Right, right, Plum?
3: Yeah, definitely going to happen. And Bryce Berenger is throwing us all the way there. All right. Uh, gentlemen, I
0: am very excited for some football. I, I think you both are, too. And so until next week, everyone, go green. Go wait.
1: Go wait!